Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Friday, November 3rd. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. Big 10 ADs are pressing Commissioner Tony Petiti to take action against Michigan amid an ongoing investigation into sign-stealing allegations, according to multiple reports, which indicate the ADs made their position known to Petiti on a call without Wolverine's AD Ward manual. Yahoo's Ross Dellinger and Dan Wetzel report, last week, athletic directors held a similar meeting with the commissioner. On their calls over the last week, in fact, high-level school administrators and Petiti have poured over a wide range of possibilities. There was talk, for instance, of any penalty not impacting players directly. A suspension of head coach Jim Harbaugh may be the most likely and cleanest penalty if one were handed down, one source said. Such a penalty from a conference is somewhat unprecedented and, if too severe, could eventually trigger legal action from the program, legal experts tell Yahoo Sports. ESPN's Pete Thamel adds, sources said the athletic directors left the call with the notion that Petiti is taking the Big Ten's ability to punish Michigan over the allegations more seriously than before. While no potential punishments were discussed, Petiti acknowledged speaking with the NCA about its investigation, although he refused to divulge any details of that conversation, sources said. One of the issues Petiti brought up with the athletic directors was that he couldn't make a decision on Michigan this season based on a whim, that he would need a set of facts to go off. Thamel also notes Michigan State AD Alan Holler delivered the most powerful message by pointing out the league forced MSU to suspend numerous players who violently attacked a Michigan player inside the Michigan Stadium Tunnel last year before the investigation had concluded. Holler believes it's hypocritical the league is now waiting for the investigation to unfold. Purdue football head coach Ryan Walters, whose Boilermakers face the Wolverines this weekend, goes on the record, it's unfortunate. What's crazy is they weren't allegations. It happened. There's video evidence. There's ticket purchases and sales that you can track back. We know for a fact that they were at a number of our games, so we've had to teach our guys a new language in terms of some signals. More on the ongoing saga in Ann Arbor can be found in this morning's D1 ticker email. Washington yesterday filed a motion opposing a request by Washington State and Oregon State to take control of the Pac-12 board, citing concerns that the two schools would control all conference revenue from 2023 to 24 for themselves. The motion, which the Mercury News' John Wilner notes was effectively filed on behalf of the outgoing Pac-12 members, states, If they seize sole control of the board, they will have control of that revenue earned by all 12 member schools. They have said publicly that they are looking to add schools from conferences that would require the Pac-12 to pay them tens of millions in exit fees. Allowing them to do that with current year revenues, which the conference members long ago agreed would be distributed evenly to all 12 institutions, is not the status quo. Whatever OSU and WSU decide to do with money earned after August 1, 2024, it is fundamentally inequitable to allow them to take current year revenues and, in the words of the conference, confiscate such revenues and assets in contravention of all members' rights to and interest in them. The motion also indicates the Pac-12 expects more than $100 million in revenue in each of the two years after the 10 schools depart. A trial date has been set for December 2024 for former Carolina Panthers and former Oklahoma State running back Chupa Hubbard's lawsuit versus NCAA and the Power Five conferences. USA Today's Steve Berkowitz writing, this case concerns damages based on the nearly $6,000 a year academic achievement payments that athletes now can receive from schools. Newly filed proposed case management document also says parties have agreed to undertake an informal discovery process and to discuss possible settlement options. 
Also, a class certification motion now set to be due in early February. San Diego has named VP for Operations and COO Kai Snyder as interim AD. Inside Higher Ed's Josh Moody examines the question of what universities owe their donors, an issue that has become particularly relevant as some mega-donors are outraged over institutions' responses to the Israel-Hamas war. Increasingly, Moody notes, big-name donors are making it clear that they want university leaders to act in ways that align with their values, or access to their fortunes will dry up. However, donor relations experts maintain such expectations are neither appropriate nor realistic. Philanthropy advisor Doug White stating, what does a big check entitle you to from a university or any other organization? It entitles you to a nice thank you. And when there are conditions attached to the gift, it entitles you to those conditions. Trinity College political science professor Isaac Camola, who studies donor influence in higher ed, notes colleges and universities are increasingly reliant on philanthropic support in the wake of decreased state funding, meaning that a highly polarizing event like this one can leave them particularly vulnerable to efforts by wealthy individuals to shape campus speech. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Friday, November 3rd. We'll see you back here this afternoon.